0: Hi, hello, and welcome to a very, very, very special episode of Integrated Awakenings. Today, we are talking about dysmenorrhea, uterine problems, because a lot of ancestral feminine trauma that might be manifesting as womb pain and how to move, transmute, release them. Note, this is all coming from both experienced and channeled uh, energies and downloads. So I cross-referenced a lot of books because I went through the same, a lot of these things. I I went through a lot of painful menses as well. So I am sharing you perspectives, questions, ideas that might help you, you know, Consider a new relationship to your blood, yeah? I do want to do an episode that sincerely talks about the polarity of divine feminine and divine masculine. But I do want to make a special episode about blood because a lot of women do go through the initiation of pain. Just to give people an idea, spiritual awakening tends to shake you up, right? Sometimes it's a death of a parent. Sometimes your loss of a job. Sometimes it's just a really, really weird incident. But a lot of the times too, it's pain, right? And it's kind of curious, isn't it, that the coming of age of a woman is something that usually has pain around it. And I know that's a little bit. Um, that's kind of part of the cultural coding, right? Because there was a time when menses weren't as painful, but we'll, we'll get to that. But I'm just saying that it's kind of when they had a lot of boys turning into men and they had to do hard things. It's interesting how we're doing something hard, but it's like an inward bleed. Our inside, something that attunes us into our internal system. And how it is bleeding, right, right, yeah, okay, um so let's start with some ideas, okay, let's start from the beginning, basically my story, so my story around difficult menses is that I had it around when I was nine, and for sure, around high school, I kept fainting, so The level of dysmenorrhea was that it came to a point that I would be loaded into ambulances back in school just because I couldn't stand up. I would lose all sensation in my legs. And it was like somebody was like grabbing me from my uterus, right? And the thing is, I understand that I could be more descriptive about this. And then there'd just be like thousands of women who'd be like, yeah, I understand. Right? I I don't need to get too much of the details, but basically it was bad enough that I was hospitalized quite often and my mom has endometriosis so she also and adenomyosis. so she has excessive bleeding and some growth cysts in her uterus. So it was understandable that I would also have some menstrual problems. And basically, I was under a lot of pain. I was under some birth control pills to regularize my, uh, my, my pain, my, my menstruation. And the thing is, my mom's doctor at that time, until now, it's same doctor, is like a top uh, women's health uterus, you know, in, in vitro kind of specialized doctor. The thing was that even with her, the only solution for me at that time was BCP, right? And I, I, <laughs> I was pathetic, yo. <laughs> it didn't sit well with me. I was fat. I was groggy. I was insecure. And I know that you can't pin all of that on the pills, but at the same time, my my relationship to my womb was whack, right? But the thing is. When my spiritual psychic awakening stuff was coming online around 2016, the first thing that happened was that I channeled good energy into my hands, love, and I tried to relieve my mom's uterine pain, and it went away for a sincere day. And then the next day, I was sick. Ironically, I wasn't sick with my uterus, though. I was just feverish, you know, but I was... So intrigued that something like prayer, something like love, something like channeled intentions can move this block in my mom's uterus. And it made me question that, okay, so maybe whatever block I have with my uterus is something I could pre-heal so that my menstruation wouldn't be messed up anymore. So, I know that I've described my psychic journey in like other podcast episodes, but I do want to emphasize that one of the main things I tried to transmute was this uterine energy, right? In Chinese systems, the energy you call around your sexual central organs is jing, it's usually thicker it's used to create babies right and like creative energy so uh, unlike say for example your head center which is more like spiritual awareness energy this is more like creative gut uh sex organs right so so it's very it's like it's more mm, if you if you're very clairsentient and you like really feel into the energy that you generate from those centers like really almost like imagine you're massaging your ovaries and then feel into what your dantian. So dantian is your stomach, navel center. So massage your ovaries, right? Maybe maybe pound your kidneys a little bit so that's your lower back. And then the way you massage your ovaries is like have a small triangle with your hands over your belly and then lightly like pad your fingers, right? So it's almost like you're warming up the stove, yeah? And then just imagine like a soft spiral, warm spiral activating the energies there and then be really almost like you're knocking on the door of someone you really want to meet, right? And be like, hey, ovaries, I kind of want to just feel your energy. Just show me what your energy feels like and then just give it some time and then you'll find there's this warm warmth and it's a little sticky yeah yeah compared to say if you connect you do the same process with for example your heart you massage your chest area and then you you feel yourself psychically knock there and then almost like scooch and enter and wiggle yourself into there your heart is very expansive it's like a bridge it's connector you know when these books Talk to you about these images and metaphors. They're describing a texture of energy. it's not just it's not just poetry. Yeah, yeah. So I'm telling you this this uterine center, right? These ovaries create this energy called Jing. I I like using Jing because I feel like it really emphasizes the central center compared to I bet yogic systems and other energy systems have other names, but for this one, I'm going to call it J-I-N-G, all right? Just for references. And okay, so this Jing is like really warm. And in Taoist energy practices, what they do is that they transform this Jing upward, right? So you've probably heard this in other chakra systems that you circulate your lower chakra energies up to your heart, up to your crown, right, so that you evolve, right? You know what? I, I wasn't even concerned with spiritual evolution. I just thought, hey, it's stuck here. It probably needs to move, right? So a part of me was also like, what if it just exits? And then what What if like the, the pure part of it goes up my spine and goes to the other centers, you know? So a reference for this is Female Sexual Energy by Mantak Chia. I know that sounds like a guy, but he co-wrote it with a chick and she, he is a grandmaster in Taoist, inner Taoist medicine. So I can vouch for his books because they really work. <laughs> they really work, especially. So this is me 20, circa 2016, 2017. Uh, so reading his books. I circulated my Jing energy up my spine. So, uh, really short instructions for the podcast. So basically, your, the tip of your tailbone is like this hollow triangle. Like you see those skeletons that they have in museums or in your biology class. The tip of your spine has like this triangularish, pyramidish tip, tailbone basically, right? And then if you tuck your tailbone, your hips buck forward and it's kind of like, it's sipping. It's almost like sipping the the bowl of your womb, right? So the idea is that you could almost rock your pelvis, pelvis, I'm sorry, my translation, my pronunciation. So you rock your pelvis back and forth, almost like you're activating this on switch and that it's sipping that jing energy up, almost like it's a straw yeah and the thing is you do imagine a sucking energy through the gap of your spine yeah yeah and and the the rocking just helps turn on the tap yeah turn create a bit of that vacuum buelo in tagalog okay okay so There's more detailed techniques in the book, so I just recommend you download the book. It's available online. Anyway, um, so you sip that Jing energy up your spine and then just work your way up meditating in your spine and then allow it to rest, you know, behind your heart, up your nape up your crown and then you circulate it down your stomach. So for people who have never been into one of my longer classes, this is a classic microcosmic orbit. So in Taoist systems, we tend to circulate the energy up and down because we want to create an orbit with your system, right? So it's not just up. A lot of other systems are just up. So this is up and down. So it's like a spinning wheel. Yeah, yeah. So I did that with my blood. (laughs) Really long explanation, but I did that with my blood. And I know you could do this with other kinds of energies. You could do this with your navel energy. You could do this with like an energy of a pond that you're meditating with. Even with like an angel or just source energy, right? But specifically for this one, when you do it with your blood, it feels really warm. And it tends to move slower. And what happened when I did this more often was that my menses were lighter, yeah, coming from that I am debilitated in the hospital level to I could actually tolerate them. And honestly, mm, I had a lot more heart energy and crown energy now that I think about it because. I did instigate some of my heart openings as I was converting more of that Jing upwards. But, but, and this is, I guess, part two of my story. The more you clarify what's in your uterus, the more you kind of uncover memories and uncover. So for some folks, because I do work with clients and I have friends and stuff. uh, For some folks, what they uncover is um, sexual trauma or some karmic sexual trauma <laughs> of, of stuff they've you know like at that time you needed to repress to survive and now that you're safer and now that you have this kind of energy work you're more free to look at it and transmute it right because you can transmute it up this you know as jing you could just get the energy of this quote-unquote terrible event, right? And then you could just transmute it, kind of like trash being incinerated. It's just fuel now. It, there's no more... The trick is there's no more attachment. The trick is you don't get hooked by it anymore. So the thing is... um, The thing is, when I cleared a lot of my stuff, I do a lot of dream work, by the way. My Pisces aspects are strong slash uh, I kind of have a lineage in my mom's side that does dream work. So I remember my dreams a lot. I access my other lives a lot in my dreams. And it's, hmm, how do I describe this? The thing with healing our uterus is that once you undertake that task in an energetic manner, you are essentially healing all feminine women energies traumas psychic fuck-ups yeah like all of them yeah because when i saw when i accessed these memories i saw so many women who were sold who were raped who i had to help escape I saw so many women like hanged, uh, deceived, shamed, questioned. And it was very, honestly, it was very horrifying. It's kind of like a nightmare, but it feels too real in dream world for it to be just an illusion, right? There's too many details. It's too fleshed out. I'm like, dang, I really saw those women, right? And the thing is, that women is also me. I am woman. I am womb. Right? So, th- what happens is that as you witness that pain, and I tell this to other people as well, as you witness that pain, the trick is do not take on the baggage. They tell this to you because you have the capacity to listen. You're probably not as tortured. You're probably. You know how. Like, imagine being them for just, like, two seconds. They'll say, oh, I had it this bad. I want you to be free. But please just see that this happened to me so that you're sober enough to actually live. Yeah? So a lot of people, especially when they do ancestor work and they're releasing, like, uh, timelines, karma, and trauma and stuff, they kind of just take on the bad shit. (laughs) And don't see it as this counterweight of a blessing, right? So when these women bring this stuff up for you, it's because they're begging you to be free. They want you to be free. And the only way you free them, the only way you release and excise their pain and your pain as well, is that if you live freely, You need to release your womb to set them free. A lot of the recurring metaphors for me at that time were cages. Uh, Like gilded golden cages of like beautiful birds and how they're not meant to be in cages. You know, wild women are not meant to be controlled, right? Um, These volcanoes weren't meant to be tamed. You know, wolves aren't meant to be pets, yeah? So there's that thing about if you want to, so if you uncover any, oh my God, my my ancestors were fucked up or I, oh, I see when I was a witch before and then they burned me. I'm like, yo, I get it because I saw those two. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I get it I get it I mean you're, you're probably accessing maybe different pictures than me maybe you're accessing a different nuanced texture than I did but I get it I know how shocking it is how harrowing it is but the thing is the key again is not to take on the baggage and instead be inspired by how they want to you to be free and only when you really really take that on can you free them yeah when you really accept that you when you really accept that you are part of that line of what happened to all women feeling that connection so the thing is imagine a spider's web imagine being a drop on the spider's web so even if you just toggle 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 a little bit yeah you move the whole web that's what women are like because we're really intuitive because we're really a lot of our biological systems are trained inward and so a lot of our internal webbing is interstitched yeah yeah so the thing is once you realize we're that stitched and woven together and you admit it you admit it you're like Yes, I have your pain, but I also have all of your strengths. You want me to be free and I'll be free for you. And I'll be free for myself too. Yeah, that's the that's the turnaround. That's the turnaround. And once you understand that, it almost doesn't matter what the details are, what the circumstances are. If it's like an aunt, if it was like incest, or if it was, you know... It's it's like, it doesn't matter almost. It doesn't matter almost. It's the flip. It's the, okay, I hear you. I understand you. You're free now. Yeah? Yeah? So the thing is, uh, so this is for... <laughs> um Guys, this is a very in-depth podcast. So this is for ancestral stuff in your womb, right? That's how to release them. Now... I understand that there are other stuff that can be stuck in your womb energy. So I just gave you like a big part because that is very common. The next one tends to be a lot of... So for example, the energy of excess, and not just of this life, meaning it's a an abuse from a different life. The thing is when what people don't understand about sexual copulation especially like really intense emotional bondages with other people especially if you're like what your marriage vow slash the way you made love before was like oh this will transcend this life yo that's not a that's not just poetry yo sometimes people's wills are like that strong that's how vows are fucking made and that and I've done that <laughs> I've done that, I've done that, so I so I know I, I know um I've had that, I've had that the whole let's be together for the next life, kind of bullshit, but anyway, my point is that people's wombs, yeah, is Bluetooth connected with previous partners as well. Let that sink in for a bit. <laughs> let that sink in for a bit. So, um and not just of this timeline, all timelines, omni timeline. So think parallel p- past future timelines. Yeah? Yeah. And in the same way that Gaia is constantly fucked over by humans. Yeah. And I don't just mean in a they're fucking shit up way, but I mean also in a very penetrative way. Like Gaia as the earth is a container that is occupied, yeah? So the thing is, the womb is a cavern, and we let people in, yeah? And the thing is, when there's not enough space, there's too much pain, and thus we bleed to release, yeah? Yeah, And, and, and in the same way that the moon waxes and wanes and becomes full and then disappears, there are ebbs and tides to our rhythms. And when you have really painful menses and really heavy menses and really complicated menses, usually you are being asked to release more. Meaning there is too much buildup, you know, usually your lining's too thick, there is overgrowth, unexplainable overgrowth right and we need to release it right so I can discuss theory with you but I'm gonna do you a favor and I'm gonna like do a little like uh ceremony with you yeah so just rest up rest up and really I I get we've been talking about your womb the whole time so I feel like your womb's pretty much alive and listening right now And I just really want to say that anything that is not of your native, unique, original energy is allowed to be released now. Imagine it leaking off of you like black blood and really unclenching, almost like a claw, like a metallic claw that disassembles from your body. And if it resonates with you, just the Bluetooth link, you see how there's like a lot of connected speakers sometimes. Just think, forget all devices. Forget all programs. Delete all transcripts. Release all previous codes. I would like to go back to zero. Anything that these linings, overgrowths, Represent in terms of external energy of not my original, unique, divine, unsullied self. Forget this device, <laughs> turn it off, just flick it up. Um, release it is, it is released, and it is done so now. In one, two, three, four, five, six, and then just slow exhale, seven yeah, you're doing good, eight, nine, and ten, and it is done, okay. Okay, make sure to drink water and eat if it it fits for you. Anyway, so what was I saying with that? The thing is, our womb is pretty close to our solar plexus, and if people have ever heard of cord cutting, yeah, we do that a lot with relationships. The thing is, our navel and our uterus is usually where we have those cords and connections. It is usually the biggest center in terms of storing energy. I'm not saying mastery, just storing energy. And thus, it is also the biggest place where vamped and have a lot of, like, if you get leeches or implants, like psychic implants and suckers, they're usually there. Yeah, so the thing is, we do need to do deep purging, cleansing. If it resonates with you, I've had some folks who like salt, s- salt. <laughs> salt rituals, you know, because that really, so get a tub of hot water and then salt. And then you could just do your feet or you could just do your lower body because your lower body is like a good ex- <laughs> exhale point. For those energies, but here's the thing: intentions. Yeah, you need to have you need to have the in- intentions of this being like an omnidirectional release. I know that some, and I understand that some folks want these kinds of rituals to be conducted by other folks, just so that you're like held in a container and then you're getting all the assistance you can get. But I also just want to say that. When things are just really bad, so for example, your dysmenorrhea is just really bad and you're all alone and you cannot book (laughs) your local energy healer slash really competent shaman, right? you're going to have to know how to do this by yourself. And that's why I'm encouraging you to explore how to conduct this by yourself. Not because I don't want you to be supported, but because I want you to always have something to reach for, especially in times of emergency. Yeah, because... Um, think of this as like birth, like you're birthing a release. And the thing is, when women give birth, like the mother is doing so much of the work and the doula can only coach them so much. It's the mother who's breathing. It's the mother who's relaxing. It's their mother who's pushing. Right. So I really just want to emphasize your ownership in terms of. Okay, you got some bad blood. You got some stuckness in your womb, right? You're the one pushing it out. I can tell you to heave. I can I can hold your hand. I could I could prepare the water, right? But it's you who's pushing. It's you who's pushing. And every time you're bleeding, when the world is slowing down and asking you to stop so that you could focus on pushing, I kind of want you to push. I kind of want you to give yourself time and like enough love and care to push yourself yeah okay is that was that clear okay so so number one is circulation yeah this is just a review number one is circulation two is a lot of karmic ancestral release divine feminine hurting you you know releasing that patriarchal wounds yeah you got that okay and then the third one is on bluetooth releasing Old karmic bondages. Yeah. Okay, so the last one that I do want to talk about is creative potentiality Mm -hmm. and the call to go inwards. I also have some side notes that I hope I have time to talk about. Okay, here's the thing. When people say birth, right, the womb, People always think of babies, right? Like they think of, oh, you're, you're going to give birth to a child. So every time you get the Empress card, you know, it's pregnant, you're going to have kids, you know, you're, you're going to get knocked up. But the thing is, I really need you to widen your concept of what birth and creative sexual energy is, that generation is. Because what if you give birth to a business, you give birth to a beautiful friendship, you give birth to a new name for yourself. You give birth to a wholly, completely different idea of what your home is supposed to look like. Those are all births. Those are all things that just state in your womb. Those are all things that your your navel energy is fueling. So the thing is, when the baby is quote-unquote nesting in your belly, right? you're feeding it your navel energy. You It is being supported by your energy until it comes out. So, think about your business. It gets a life of its own after you give birth to it. But for a time, while it's gestating, it's living off of your energy, right? I mean, maybe as it's like a weak little fledgling business, it needs a lot of your energy, but eventually it gets its own legs, especially if it's like really successful, right? It gets more aunties and, you know, employees and it's like running on. Other people's energies as well, not just you. The fallopian tube is cut. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to emphasize here is that you know how they say that they have that term that, oh my God, my uterus is angry that I don't have babies, and ergo, I have very bad men's like dysmenorrhea, right? It's, it's, there's that weird. Thought that goes around that your uterus is angry. (laughs) That you don't have babies. Here's the thing. That is slightly true. Very, very slightly. Like, very, like, (laughs) 0.01%. And it's because because the womb is designed to hold babies. But here's the thing. It's not just human babies. Mm. Yeah? So every time you park your creative projects, your hobbies, the things that you... You know, they're like dreams that are seeded within you, and they keep being stillborn, right? And then your uterus cries. Yeah, do you feel that? So the thing is, if you don't clear up all that, all that noisy stuff in your uterus, all your seeds of these children that want to grow from your womb... Is having a hard time being implanted. And the thing is, I feel like a lot of women disregard or minimize the value of their creativity. And I do want to emphasize, this is the second chakra, sexual, sensual organ, pleasure, the pleasure of creation. And somehow people think that, for example, oh my 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 scrapbooking is not so important. Oh, me re- releasing songs is not so important. All oh, that mm, uh, they minimize, <laughs> they minimize their whole these things. They trivialize their own art, their own. And I emphasize pleasure because what is the point of life if there is no, you know, if you're not actually enjoying it right? Why would you even make it then? Why would you give birth to it? Why would the feminine aspect of life dream of such a thing if they didn't derive pleasure out of creating that, you know, clay baby business or like new outfit idea, right? So my point is that for me, for me, when I tapped my artist more, because I kept parking a lot of my artistic ideas so publishing my writing, uh, releasing games, just dancing more often too in terms of publishing videos, putting myself out there. The more that I did that, the more that my womb was like, oh, okay, she's using me. Oh, okay, she's communicating with me. Ah, oh, okay, she's, she's tapping into her character that can cultivate and take care of these energies. And thus it is clearing... It's almost like when I was healing my creatorship slash mothership, she was being more okay. We were like we were like seeing eye to eye. We were like business partners instead of enemies. And this is from it being so bad, okay. So I could tolerate pain menses, and honestly, they were also quite pleasurable sometimes. Like it's like an ecstatic pleasure, even if there was pain. It was like a yeah you know how it's like sometimes you get fucked. It's, it's you get fucked but it's you're fucked so well, so it's like both pleasure and pain, very BDSM. so it's very like I might be helpless in bed, but it's like mm, it's like a painful yummy pleasure, yeah. I have a, another perspective for that, and I did mention mothership and I do want to I forgot that I should mention this. the uterus womb trauma can also refer to your relationship with your mother right so divine feminine divine mother energy if you didn't have like a great model of your of a mom in your physical mom or if you've never mourned like your inner child hasn't mourned that she didn't have her ideal mother you know like you're still seeing your mom as like a series of letdowns and what she should be instead of just being a person. Yeah, you haven't done that. (laughs) If you haven't done that. (laughs) If you haven't done that, basically, you you tap into your inner child and show up as her mother and be like, okay, I'm taking care of you. All of your complaints with like what you hoped for from a divine mother and projected onto your human mother, I'm going to take care of now. Your spirit is going to take care of now. And really just... It's almost like you're scraping off all of that energy that you projected onto your mom and give it to yourself. And for some people, this can be really tricky because it can be very, very entangled, yeah? Because we could have pro- projected so much blame, so much like, oh my God, you told me I was ugly or you made me not believe in myself, it's all that bullshit, yeah? So it could take a while sometimes for the entanglement, but I need you to be very... Uh, thorough, patient, precise, and willing. <laughs> willing to like untangle that and really show up as your own mommy. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you don't like that. <laughs> I'm sorry if you don't want to do that yet, but you're listening to this podcast and you and you're looking for other ways to resolve your womb problems and I'm telling you this divine mother archetype being healed and released and owned is like a really 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 good solve yeah so let me reiterate the process just in case you haven't done this because I feel like if you've done polarity work with me you've done this I will also do a special episode on divine feminine work so this is just for men's so anyway again let me repeat show up to your inner child claim that her needs are, like, really valid and that you're the one taking care of it now and really scrape off all the externalized energies that you're, like, shooting to your physical mom. Also, any mommy-type energies that you're, like, externalizing. Yeah? Yeah? Any... Especially if you're already, like, a full-fledged adult. So, for example, if your mind-body energy system is beyond 21, 26 you uh, we don't have a lot of adulting ceremonies yeah we don't have any big rituals that really slap you into being like okay you are divine mother feminine aspect now of yourself we don't have that we don't we don't have the whole um invoking the divine parents within you so that your inner child transitions well so I'm sad for the culture, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that you can't have that ceremony within yourself. Yeah. So if you haven't done this, throw yourself a fucking party in terms of like, I'm your mommy now. Like, happy birthday. <laughs> you get a new mom. So it's, it's great. Okay. So, so I hope you do that. So for folks who've already done that and are kind of like, oh, my God, get to the next point. <laughs> get to the next point, Maria. I already like resolved my mommy trauma. I'm pretty sure. I'm like, okay okay she resolved her mommy trauma um okay so the thing is if you've already done that right if you've already done that i'll give you a few ideas that will help in a more practical level mm you think i wouldn't cover that <laughs> So you've probably heard some people be doing a lot of cacao ceremonies or maybe fasting, cleaning up their diet. This is good for like resensitizing our internal system and I do recommend that. I do have a large dosage of cacao just in general in my healing process just because I like cacao a lot. It's not even for like the spiritual reasons. I just, my system just really likes it, especially like with a bit of cinnamon and lemon. So those are just ideas. I also like, oh... I also really like cold brew so you get nibs and then you overnight it for 24 hours. It's it's like it's like angel wings. <laughs> it's very light and it has it still has that uh cacao mm, how do I say that essence. Yes, yeah, there it's it's just still there. Anyway, another thing is grounding. So um I already have Protocols around grounding that's posted on my IG and my blog, but for this one, especially for blood, I do want to emphasize that it's physical earth. Like, I need you to have in contact with more nature, natural elements. For example, I lived by the beach for a time, and the more I had contact with the sand, my my menses just immediately improved versus when I was always in contact with cement, yeah? So sometimes Mother Gaia, the whole planet Earth, sometimes bigger sink than you. So while you're trying to excise all of that trauma, um, Mama Gaia already has a bigger vortex that can consume all of that. And you don't have to do all the work by yourself, right? So... That's another one. That's another really practical approach to go about it. And last but not least, in terms of physical stuff, this might be very obvious, but you would be surprised how many women don't do this, but I need you to do less shit. (laughs) I need you to be still because this goes to the last point. The pain is an initiation and a gateway to tap into your intuitive self, to have greater ears and resensitization, to tunnel inward. Some of my most powerful journeys and some shamanic traditions actually take advantage of bleeds. Because when you are on your bleed, you go in. Right? So when... For example, someone who's in their 80s who don't have men's anymore and are conducting a ceremony and they suddenly have bleed, it is highly symbolic in terms of they might be releasing, they might be rejuvenating their youth, and they are being called to like go in more, right? They have that that slight burst of blood that's like expended towards bleeding so that they can go in. So I know that a lot of people have a lot of coding in terms of like, you know, it's almost like a whole thing to complain about your men's, right? And I know we do it because we just want to be taken care of. And I get it. I get it. Like, yo, like every time I was on that hospital, but I just wanted someone to hold me. I just I just wanted someone to pet my head. My dad was actually really good at this. He was he just he knew that I just wanted to sound miserable, right? So I I get it, I get it. But the thing is, I need you to level your expectations in terms of... Because I feel like some folks get into these practices thinking, Oh, I'm going to be so efficient that I'm not going to have a day where I bogged out anymore. And I'm going to be like superwoman. And it's like, yo, no, no. Even if I've transformed my bleed a lot, I still kind of walk really slow on my first day that's my design it's not it's not a bug it's a feature yeah that natural slowing is a feature so i need you to slow down i need you to stop especially on the first day i need to listen and i need you to pick up what the divine is trying to tell you when it's specifically slowing you down yeah and i need you to just tunnel in you know Um, maybe lessen the energies that are coming in, so maybe cancel a few things. And I know this could, like, worsen your quote-unquote productivity, but really, please, just let go. Yeah? Okay, now, because I mentioned Chinese mysticism, I feel like it's going to be unfair for me to not mention this, but I'm gonna tag this as a PS because I don't want people to be obsessed with this. Um... When you do the Jing conversion of your blood up your spine, and then you do it quite often, there are some Chinese Taoist masters that successfully stop their blood. And it's not with adverse health effects. So some people, their blood doesn't happen anymore because of so much stress, because their system is whack, because they're just too uh, wound tight. Nah, this one is because all that jing was converted into shen, into higher order chakra energies. Um, And I was successful at doing this for, I think, about a year. Yeah, right. Around 2018, when I was really focused on this. Uh, And it's kind of weird because your sexual desires do go down because... It is tied to your sexual center, right? And this kind of speaks a lot to asceticism in terms of like those practitioners, those um, mass. Mm, how do I properly use the words? It speaks to a lot why a lot of priest slash priestesses culture would have virgins, ascetics. Offerings, right? They offer virgins to gods, right? Because that blood is somehow preserved and converted to like other things, other purposes, other than, you know, meeting with other people and fun, right? <laughs> so, my point is that the reason why I didn't put this at the front is I don't want people to feel like it's somehow oh my god, it's like slightly less spiritual for me to enjoy sex, or it's less spiritual for me because I'm bleeding a lot, or I'm still bleeding. I sh- I should be able to stop my bleeding at will like a Chinese master. <laughs> or, or I shouldn't like, I shouldn't want, I shouldn't be this horny, right? So please, please, if you have any of those thoughts, please let go of them right now. I will not tolerate them because <laughs> they're simply not true. Uh there is no bias towards high other chakras somehow being more superior than your sacral. Yeah, there's no bleeding normally versus being able to energetically stop your bleed is not, you know, not one or the other is more superior. There are purposes to these techniques, right? There are some people they, they're doing really intense third eye stuffs that they need to like get jing, they need fast, they need to do these intense things because they're trying to accomplish certain things, right? Now, the thing is, I actually really respect a lot of folks who like listen to my stuff and are like, yo, I'm just a housewife, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna be a monk. Right. I, ha- I have a householder path. I still want sex. So I really do want to emphasize that I really respect that path. So I'm like, yo, it's okay if you're going to keep your sex center. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like that all the female sexual energy book by Mantak Chia also has suggestions for like how to convert this Jing energy with a partner during sex. And in masturbation as well. So how to get like value orgasms and stuff. So I really just want to emphasize that even if I am talking about transmutation for this podcast, that there is room for pleasure. There is room for partners. There is room. So me even disconnecting you from other partners, from other lifetimes, that's just because you're in pain. Yeah, that's cause in that's cause you're clogged. If you have picos and there's like a lot of like formations in your uterus, that's cause there's a lot. Right? Yeah. So once you're cleared, once you're cleared, you could actually connect to all the love that you've ever experienced. And it would be weightless. There would be less tension. There would be more smoothness about it so i just want to say that there are extraordinary stories around that right so being able to manipulate your jing being this is why they have those like jade eggs practices kind of stuff like really having strong mattresses and pelvic floors so that's where all those stories came from and then now you know at least one bitch who can do it but i just want to say that when you have these problems there is more than one way to address it there is more than one reason why you have it and it is thick as fuck reasons you know like even the divine mother wound is like that deserves its whole podcast episode right so i just want to say that i'm giving you all these ideas so that you have something to chew on something to digest especially if you're like feeling miserable during your mans and you're just lying down and you need something to listen to and you're kind of like oh my god I want to I want to do something about this I hope you're listening to this I hope you could if this helps you or if you've progressed with the kinds of stuff that I have shared please do tell me and please do tell other people so that we're going to all help each other free each other yeah and yeah that's it uh see you next episode ciao